0: probably better if you would try talking in a normal person's voice this is what i sound like hey everybody giant octopus here (laughs) who's my running back (laughs) just saw that
1: ronald jones has covid dude. dude. it was all it's all he is out and i was like no i just read the injury thing and they said they don't know if he's gonna play so i click on the news thing and it's like oh he has fucking covid (laughs)
0: For us here. All right, welcome to the playoff edition of the Bono's Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Join you know a week late, we're a little bit late. Uh, This is Austin joined by the Comish, Justin. Due to just real life uh, shit that everyone is dealing with, we did not get around to the podcast. No apologies, I think from either one of us. Right,
1: I'm sorry, everyone.
0: No, okay, well,
1: that's... I'm sorry to Ryan and Eric. they are the only people listening to this. Well,
0: so, so yeah, I guess. Uh, So, so much for a unified front. But um, (laughs) (laughs) we did miss last week's podcast. I did want... There's so much... We had so much to talk about last week. I mean, it was leading in the playoffs. There's so many, like, odds and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, most of that stuff we don't want to cover now. But, Justin, is there one thing that you remember that you wanted to talk about last week that you didn't get a chance to... I just want to give you a platform in case you you had any. Anything you wanted to get out there? Like, I mean, it was going to be do. a lot
1: of like speculation about what was going to happen, and now mm-hmm. you know, now we know. I mean, did you
0: write any of that happened. speculation down? I mean, are we talking about metrics? Can we? Yeah, so let's go
1: back in time and speculate about how these <laughs> metrics are going to turn out.
0: <laughs> I didn't know if you had like you know the playoff machine needs some report. No. I have it
1: right here. It says uh, Puma Skulls will outscore the whole league. Yeah, due to Browns shenanigans.
0: Uh, Brown shenanigans. I kept thinking about to to week two was when the Browns played that Thursday night where they where they collectively almost scored fifty points and you put in chat like how is it? I forget how you worded it, but it you know it was basically like you know starting the stack of the same team. Like how is this happening?
1: I feel pretty confident in saying that this will never be a viable fantasy strategy no. ever again for Absolutely. anyone who's thinking I'll draft all these. I mean, well, I guess the funny part is, is you are, I would say you and Ashley are famous for like just grabbing every single goddamn running back on one team. And there will come a time in the season where it's like, you know, you don't know who to start. Um, but this is like the one time where it actually worked out for you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd say like, look at Ashley's team right now, right? She has Kelsey and Hill on the Chiefs who uh, in many scenarios you'd say, oh, wide receiver and tight end, you're like limiting your upside, right? Would you ever say that about that pair? No, because they can blow up any, any two days, right? And, and what, what really is the message? Yeah, both these players are awesome, right? But like really part of what you're investing in is like the Chiefs offense. And I think to a lesser extent, and I tested this theory this year with the Browns, you can do it with running game if you pick smartly. But you have to, I mean, really with running games.
1: I, I'm I'm going to argue and say that okay. you cannot do this. This is literally the only time where this is going to be a valid fantasy strategy. I have ne- in my time playing fantasy, I can't think of like a one, two running back. No. Where you could start both of them and they'd both be RB1s. I mean, that's
0: it's crazy. No, no you're, you're absolutely true. Like, because Kareem Hunt is kind of an outlier. And this is what I recognize. You know, Matt had Kareem Hunt. Last year, and he was starting him even while I was starting Nick Chubb and, and gaining this points. That's where this idea came from. And then you look at like the offensive line and all that kind of Cleveland <laughs> propaganda. Yeah, there, that there, apparently, there you guys times, all hate.
1: There'd be times when like a, a, a satellite back and the main back are playable, but you know they're a little like codependent. Like the main back's getting more work when the the team's ahead. Satellite, you know, when they they kind of fall behind. But these uh, these guys are both just fucking absolute studs man and I understand that their usage is a little bit different like they kind of are used how I'm describing but uh, you know they're both incredible and they rip off huge runs and they both can fill either role and I don't know it's it's crazy
0: you know more teams could easily do this and the one that comes to mind and this one hits close to home at least for me think of the Colts right if think of what if they played Taylor and Hines the way that the Browns do um, Hines isn't that guy though he is, dude. Heinz is really good.
1: I know. I understand that he's good, but he's not like a big fucking beater back who's going to do the same things that Taylor's going to do. Uh,
0: well, uh, you mean Hunt? Like his? I I'm mean, just comparing
1: the two backs. Who's Hunt and Chubb? I'm. They they have like slightly different skill sets, but they're still so, they're, they're way more alike than Taylor. Yeah. And Hines.
0: Yeah, I guess it's like because you would still tr- trust Kareem Hunt to do you know like a one yard dive at the goal line. I mean, you, the Taylor Hines Hines are both there?
1: playable. You could start both those guys right now. That'd be but fine. I think there's,
0: I think there's, there could. I mean, it's this is why I'm so frustrated with coaches all the time, all the time because there's so many situations. It seems like where they they could do something like this and make it work for fantasy, but. Everyone's just going for like running back by committee, which is the worst fantasy thing ever. And I think that's why we're all so frustrated with the running back this year.
1: Well, I mean, because it has to be like a team situation too. Like the Browns are a good team, you know? And so that's what allows these running backs to like they can establish that running game. And even that is like a big challenge for a lot of teams right now. So I think there's uh, the stars have aligned. You get two RB1s from one team and you have both of them. And. I have none of them going into yeah. <laughs> first round of playoffs for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a it's it's a rough situation. It's a weird situation, I think, too, because uh, and we, we always talk about like with waiver wire stuff. You, know, our league is pretty deep, so you know by the time waiver wire c- articles come out saying like pick up Jeff- Justin Jefferson, he's already been drafted. Um, and I, I think like a week like this, I don't know how you feel about it. a week like this when you look at the waiver wire. It's never more true than that. Like personally, I'm looking for a tight end, and I'm scouring all these names that are like 15, 16, 17 on this list, and it's like Eric Ebron. Oh, Martin has him. You yeah. um, know, so I, I don't know. Is this how you feel like running into it? Like the waiver wire in a regular league might be able to bail you out in that running back situation? Or,
1: or, uh, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, you, you're talking about like, oh, can I grab a starter off the waiver wire, right? Well, let's just jump over to running back. There are no starters on the waiver wire. No. um, Not even really guys who are maybe third down backs. Uh, not even really that. So I am looking and I am trying to speculate on maybe either the team will get so far ahead that another back will get work in the second half of the game, or maybe I think the starter will go down in the middle (laughs) of the game, and this person will somehow get points. Um, But, you know, there's not even, like, really great matchups for a lot of these guys, so... No. Um, I, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. There's a, you know, I'm I'm hoping maybe uh, Ahmed. Is healthy, maybe. Yeah, and then, but they would probably also have to declare him the starter because I, I don't know what's going on in Miami right now. Yeah, um, me so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do this week. But you know, we can we can talk about that when we start looking at matchups. I don't need to live that dread right now.
0: No, we'll get we'll get into it. Uh, but while we're on the topic of kind of running backs, so, I mean, you, and me, I talked offline a couple of days ago just about you know, really briefly about what the draft will look like next year. Um, both obviously another year of keepers in her belt we've you know I think by and large like we're more, a little bit more consistent as far as teams taking advantage or uh, like having keepers to to keep but like what's the top running back gonna look like next year you know are we gonna see we typically see you know 70s almost up to eighty dollars for that top running back and you know if you did that with CMC this year you get burned um so, so I on- Yeah, Saquon. I mean, really, it's
1: like you look at somebody. Kamara got you here, but now he's letting you down.
0: Yeah, and and kind of Henry's the opposite. Like, because I have Henry in the other in the work league, and he kind of started off slow. You know, they always say like he's a what abominable snowman. He comes out in December, Um, but he's tearing it up now, and he's like obvious. Oh, maybe he's the obvious first pick, but like he wasn't like that the whole season. You know, Kamara like early on, I was like, that's the one everyone should have drafted, and yeah, he's kind of tapered off.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting when you look at like kind of the top ten guys right here because I think if you ask their owners, you'd probably get like different um, amounts of enthusiasm about him. I mean, Antonio Gibson is number ten, and Chase Edmonds is number eleven. Yeah, uh, you know, you got Mike Davis at number twelve, Naheem Hines at thirteen. Like, this is a crazy list. Um, but you know, jumping back over to the top ten, you know, you have guys like Zeke up here who I know Ashley is absolutely like not happy with. David Montgomery, who's just been good now when it's way too fucking late. Josh Jacobs, who's been super consistent. Um, I feel like a lot of people aren't really talking about Aaron Jones either, who has been, he's obviously like fine. I think you'd definitely be happy to have Aaron Jones in your lineup. But, you know, after that 40 point week, I mean, he had a whole string of, you know, 10, 15 point games. Uh, he didn't score over 20 points again until week 13. And his, his, his uh, lineup for the year, he's only scored over 20 points twice. Um, uh, so I don't know. It's just like a total grab bag, you know. You're talking about like the top overall pick, you know, or which of these guys you're going to be comfortable with in the first round. I mean, I'd probably like I I think Dalvin Cook seems like the slam dunk answer. Yeah, yeah. Probably Kamara you know, if um, Breeze is back and healthy next year. But now that seems like a giant question mark. And then Derrick Henry, yeah, he's had these huge games, you know, at the end of the season, which is great. But you know, you got to get here. And then uh, James Robinson, you know, the, probably the, the last of like that top tier who, um, you know, he's been inconsistent. And then to be fair, you know, your, your boy Chubb would probably be up here without the uh, injury. Injury, Yeah, uh,
0: I think, you know, you mentioned James Robinson. We should definitely give a shout out, not only to him as the player, uh, but also I, I think that's got to be like the pick the waiver I pick up of the year, right? And not only that, not only because of what James Robinson has done this season, but also you know, Eric picked him up off the waiver wire, which means he gets to keep him. Um, you know, next season for eight dollars at that inflation. Uh, I, I, am I wrong? Is that the not the pickup of the
1: year? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I like is anything else even remotely close? There's been like a lot of like I, Mike Davis is another one that kind of stands out. Yeah, is like we talked about this one, the Mike Davis or a couple weeks after it happened, you know, you kind of think like, Oh, do I want to spend up on my on fab for a guy who I'm only going to be able to use for a month And we were praising Brett, you know, cause he got that good month out of Mike Davis. That's been the whole goddamn season. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, yeah, that was another fantastic pickup. Um, But there's so much that goes into Keeper. You know, like the James Robinson thing is great, you know, but everyone else, you know, dropped dead of COVID or, you know, had something else going on on that team. You've been ranting a lot this week about how, you know, fucking stupid coaches are and stuff, so... I think James Robinson is probably going to be a good keeper, but I can also see a situation where they're rolling into next year and they're like, well, you know, it's a competition to see who our lead backs going to yeah. be, you know, like there's always some dumb shit. So I don't know. I'm not, not holding my breath on a lot of these running backs unless, you know, you've seen it multiple years. Yeah. Never trust organizations that are known
0: for not being run very well. Like for this sort of shit, like or at least don't take it for granted. I think, um, you know, if, if we were talking about, you know, green Bay, it, doing this sort of stuff you might be like okay well i'll invest in that but like jacksonville <laughs> like
1: what the yeah. fuck's going on there
0: uh well let's get into i mean the playoff picture I wanna, so i want to say one more yeah. thing
1: about the running backs though, before we move on this all this may present the opposite opportunity though this may mean that we see a whole bunch of discounted running backs next year yeah um, and you know maybe, maybe you get christian McCaffrey at like a huge discount you know because everybody's scared or the sophomore running backs, Antonio Gibson, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, maybe these guys are going to go for like 30 bucks next season and you're going to have you know a capable RB1 on your hands.
0: Yeah, so I, I definitely think um, it, it might actually mimic more of what kind of like real football is like in the way that you have these like old vets and sometimes you can sign an old vet that you're like, you yeah, have question marks about. And I can't believe like CMC might be considered an old vet at this point,
1: mm-hmm. whatever,
0: you know, but like, uh, yeah, they might drop down to the, to a part where a place where, you know, people are really picking them up with the thought of like, Hey, I've got this great keeper team, you know, I'm building for the future, whatever my team's awesome now. Uh, so I'm just, yeah, I'll pay like 60 bucks for CMC and Hey if he falls flat on his face, well that's all right, but it's I'm not like long term invested because I've built this dynasty. Oh yeah, that's like the dream, I guess <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get into the playoffs and so yeah, we missed last week. obviously the uh, the, the first round where um, we had our two division leaders. Uh, definitely when you hear the word division leader you're obviously thinking of uh, you justin giant octopus I mean you've epitomized division leader this
1: entire season it's well um, deserved that uh, 615 win percentage just as good yep. as let me check your bra surfers and dread metal puma skulls yep uh, at which I'm
0: yeah, it doesn't. Whatever. Uh, so we had you and we had Erica with TGIF, the uh, the powerhouse of the season on by um, a couple other matchups. I don't know. Do we want to go retro active here?
1: Uh, I think it, it's nice to talk about these matchups a little bit here, uh, maybe because we didn't get to talk about them last time. They, they, it, it's weird looking at him now because uh, Jim and, um, and Ryan's matchup looks a little bit closer than it actually was. And then you and Ashley's matchup looks just completely ridiculous. Um, uh, but, you know, Sunday, both matchups seemed pretty close. It was mm-hmm. like pretty interesting watching both of the games. And there was kind of like a lot of drama on both sides, too, with some of the players. I was watching uh, Ashley's matchup a little bit closer. And, uh, you know, like you losing Debo, uh, but then Lazard was scoring zero the whole game anyway, and it was kind of turning into a wash. Um, She was, you know, stressing the whole DeAndre Washington over Miles Sanderson all day. Um, You know, most of that stuff didn't matter. You know, And then I'm, I'm sure you seeing, you know, Casey go off in the morning games, that was probably pretty fucking stressful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was trying to, like I said in chat, I, I didn't have the score up in front of me. Um, all I was doing, I had my games up, I had red zone. So red zone kept going to the Chiefs, and I would like put it on mute, put it on a different tab, and try to t- tune it out. But they show you every touchdown, and there's always replays. So I eventually saw all the KC touchdowns. And yeah, I just was like, I don't know what the rest of her players have done, and especially her, her IDP. I mean, Ashley's IDP has been really solid this year. Um, I know Blake Martinez has been banged up, but, you know, he was back and they kept cutting to the Cardinals and I kept seeing him, kept seeing 54 there. Uh, so I just kind of assumed like, man, with that KC performance, I know AJ Brown, cause I'm watching that game closely did really well. And the IDP, I thought it was doomed, but um, I, it was kind of like, I, I had showed you it, it like offline. I had <laughs> sent you a picture of this like notepad uh, where I had, Try to like project what I knew about how much Ashley had scored, like so the twenty point plus from Kelsey and Hill um and all this kind of stuff and so I had to, like, I was trying to like galaxy brain like what my number was to get to from Sunday night, and the number I came up with was uh one forty three with um uh Edmonds on Buffalo, so I was like one fifty I need to score one fifty or I don't have a chance of being Ashley
1: Cause yeah, that's kind of was- where I thought she was at. It's ridiculous looking at it now, um, after the Browns game. But you know, to me, what it kind of reminded me of—we were talking about how you know Ashley would have been super frustrated if she had an even bigger lead coming in on Monday night. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of like the sense of the entire, like the entire matchup, because she had most of her team going at ten a.m. And you had nobody. You had Joni Smith going at uh, 10 a.m. and no one else. And so she wraps up the morning games, you know, with like 80 or 90 points. And you were sitting on three fucking points. And, you know, it's like, all right, you know, you're like just dusting your hands off like, oh, this is taken care of. Um, And then things just, you know, kept getting out of hand. You know, uh, Buffalo had a really good uh, strong performance. Um, and then, uh, Jonathan Taylor, dude, I, I remember when he ripped off that huge run and for a, a brief second, I really, really thought it was Heinz, especially cause Heinz has been the one to do that a couple of times this mm-hmm. season. So trying to, you know, watch those two guys as they were, uh, kind of, um, it, at the very, very beginning of that game, uh, Jonathan Taylor was like, you know, just had an awesome drive. And then the very next drive, Heinz was getting a whole bunch of work yeah. and I was like, dude, this is gonna be wild, but it was all Taylor, the second half he blew up. And, um, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Ashley's IDP because the the Sanders thing was like an obvious like, oh, did I did I fuck up my my team, you know, by like who I'm starting and stuff like that. And she made a lot of other changes, you know, Taysom Hill at quarterback. But man, her IDP super let her down this week. It, you know, like it wouldn't have mattered. Um, but just, you know, getting 18 points out of your three guys, it's like not, you know, she's been scoring 30 to 40 like pretty consistently. So that that hurt a lot.
0: Yeah. Like those those positions that you kind of rely on as like give me points, you know, they they could be really disappointing. So I mean like her stud studs on offense really peaked. Um but yeah, everyone else. It uh, I I feel I feel bad. I feel bad. Uh I thought that she had started Miles Sanders because I you know, I stopped looking. So um at the last time I refreshed, Sanders was in there. So I was like, Oh well that's twenty points for him.
1: Yeah, it's 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 tough, all those lineup choices. I've sorry. Been- a lot of bad ones this season. So, yeah.
0: Well, either way, um, good. You know, good game, Ashley. I'm sorry I had to come to this, uh, but yeah, no, solid win. Um, I will say about that Jonathan Taylor run that you mentioned. That was my only play this season. I think my only 50 yard play um, plus play. I did you have any or many of those this season?
1: I had nothing exciting yeah. happening on my team all season. <laughs>
0: I will tell you guys, every Sunday morning, like right before football starts, the one thing I fantasize about is whoever's playing at 10 a.m., like how awesome would it be if they just caught like an 80-yard touchdown right off the bat, and I start with 14 points. Um, I think about that bar every Sunday morning, uh, but I haven't had a 50-yard point uh, 50 yard play, and so it, when that actually happened, I was watching it, I got to see it live. It was amazing. It was very
1: so flipping over to the other matchup, uh, Hads and Surfers. This one was looking close for most yeah. of uh, Sunday. Uh, I'm trying to remember what kind of put it away later in the afternoon. Because the this, this Sunday game, uh, ESPN was favoring this one a little bit closer, I think, than the other game as being close. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, they had like pretty solid performances Jim, you know, just really lackluster He had the Thursday game from Woods It kind of like set the tone um, We've talked a lot about how good his wide receivers are You know, but DK Metcalf kind of led the pack with 15 points Not great um, He lost Miles Gaskin on Saturday um, Which is, you know, kind of a big shock And decided to plug in Kalen Bellage. This is going to be me this week um, You know, only got 2.5 points so Henry did his best. I know I was talking to Ryan last week and he was like, dude, Henry has like such an insane playoff schedule. Like if, if he gets going, Jim's just going to like mow down all of us. And uh, you know, Henry tried it was, it was really, really good. Um, yeah. But you know, Ryan etched him out. And and I want to say it does look closer than it actually is for anybody who's watching the game. Marlon Humphrey had like Ryan brought up the safety thing and I'm kind of glad he did, especially now that I've seen how, what bullshit like can be counted as a safety Cause Marlon Humphrey, like, what touched him in the end zone, like, touched him as he was running out of the back of the end zone with the ball when the game was like completely fucking over. And that counted as a 10 point safety <laughs> and could have made this game a lot more interesting if Jim's guys had scored a little more points. That was wait, hold on a safety is 10 points. A safety is 10 points.
0: Holy, shit. and I guess you... it just really hasn't
1: come up that often because you know it's usually uh edge rushers or you know other people. People who don't typically start are getting safety, so I guess it just nobody's really cared that much. It's got to be because you get the
0: actual two points, but then you are creating the opportunity for up to eight points. But then why does an interception? I don't know. It's,
1: I uh, I don't know. We had a chat about it in uh, Discord a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, I I really don't think that it should be scored any more than any of the other big plays. Yeah. Either way, um, um, we'll have a conversation it, about that. I also learned yeah. this week that. Um, if so we've been making lots of jokes right if you usher somebody out of bounds they they can yeah. credit you with the tackle i found out this week from Jamal Adams that if you usher the quarterback out of bounds behind the last it's a fucking sack dude it's, like absolute madness
0: <laughs> yeah and not only not only is it a sack everyone you know sacks are valuable on their own every time you get a sack you get a tackle
1: <laughs> Just yeah, it's awesome it was fucking... I'm watching Jamal Adams just like literally just run up to him so he knows that he needs to run out of bounds and just yeah. boom, you know, all the points of a sack. I'm just like, oh my God.
0: Yeah, it's... It, once you notice that and you start seeing it in your own players and more importantly, the players you're point, playing against, it can both be like one of the coolest things ever because there's so many times I've complained about this before where like the player goes down and... Um, the linebackers typically will always have a chance to go in for that extra tackle, but they do the safe thing, which is to stay upright. And so they're like the extra dudes. So they wait for the, the corner to come in and tag them and stuff. There's so many times when it's like, dude, linebacker, all you have to do is put your hands on them and you get a tackle, but they wait for somebody else. You're like You see this, right?
1: yeah I saw the opposite um in the Buffalo game too, where Tremaine Edmonds was like quite often the second or third dude to jump on the player, yeah and he yeah. wasn't getting credited with any assisted tackles at all, so they were and i know, and I know we've talked about this a lot like it's it's based on you know what stadium they're playing in and the scorekeepers and stuff like that uh some are you know they'll just hand out tackles left and right and some are pretty stingy about giving them out,
0: yeah, but um I, I will point out, like you know, Lamar obviously had to poop, um, which is my favorite storyline from the NFL season. Um, I love that he's like, "LOL, guys, I didn't poop," and we're and the internet collectively is like, "LOL, Lamar, you're the best we've ever seen, maybe, and uh, you definitely pooped." <laughs>
1: like, that's you poop definitely guy. had to poop, man. It's it's okay.
0: <laughs> we're just like, we're we're with you, man. We've also like everyone saw that walk and was like, "Yeah, man, we've been there." <laughs> um,
1: like, oh he man. could really become a hero of the people if you just submit the pooping. It, it was so funny because it, I feel like the poop thing almost like overshadows like what an incredible moment it was, though. Because watching that fucking, I can't even remember his dumbass fucking name, watching that dude go down and then not having another quarterback like ready yeah. at all Hey, it made me super sad about RG3. Because I remember when he played earlier the season, and he looked all right. Yeah, he looked um, great yeah and then you know just be like what's gonna happen and then like lamar jackson's running down the he's side running
0: and he's running like he's not holding in a poop he's ready to go <laughs> and
1: then he immediately throws a touchdown to brett's yeah. dude <laughs> i know bro was pretty happy about him coming back from taking a dump I,
0: so we are not going to spend any time doing this today. I just do want to reiterate and point out there that you guys are doing the GG wrong. I, it's not, like Obviously, I've got to do like a YouTube class or something. I feel like he did it. the GG
1: right. He did no. the GG <laughs> to spite his opponent, and then he scored points and won the game.
0: Absolutely not desperate enough. He's, he did it early. It was like halfway through the third. That is way I too see, early. Dude,
1: he needed one catch for like seven yards. That is way too early i need to go through chat so I can find the earliest GG I've ever seen from Austin. Cause I'm pretty no, sure it's at like one. No degree. dude,
0: it's uh, GGs are an exponential thing. Like you need to be like at your deepest part, like to really, you know, if you do it while you're a point down and you've got a, a solid chance, you're, if anything, you're cursing yourself.
1: Right? When's the point of no return? What if I GG too late? Uh, it,
0: that's, what, that's, one that's one minute that's left. My team doesn't even have the ball. That's why you have to find, you just have to wait for your heart that's to break. Just a real, GG. Yeah, just the moment that you're like, I can't get any more hurt than this, that's the time.
1: My heart's broken right now looking at my lineup. So, can I GG Ryan right now? You could probably, actually, you might have a good case for the pregame GG. <laughs> We could this is how I, I just know how Austin feels about my team is after ranting that no one uses the GG right, he just told me that I can say it before the game even starts.
0: I wouldn't do a GG. I mean, I would it to me it's its own thing, you know. It's like the you know, but downplay, the, the pregame downplay, like oh well Grat, grats right. Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna pull this off. Right? Make him feel comfortable and then maybe he makes some dumb decisions.
1: Um, we can we can kind of pivot here and start talking about the week coming in. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Why not? Yeah. Noticed, um all the playoff teams were active in the waiver wire this morning, except for butthole surfers. Yeah. Who are, you know, if I go back, I've I've logged this before. Um, you know, it's hard to find a day where the surfers aren't making a claim. Uh you mentioned that Ryan's roster was just looking too full. Is is the butthole surfers roster ever too full to not churn? I would say that I'm I'm noticing that
0: Chris Hansen is still on this team, and maybe that's a, a player I would drop. I would look. Oh, Jerick McKinnon is the other guy that we talked about, and I know this, especially for Ryan. And don't worry, dude. We've like especially Justin feels you. I mean, we got some jet love up in here. Uh, it's time to drop that dude. I just dropped him on my work league because it's 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 over. It's done uh so you know i I was expecting ryan to do make a little moves but i will stand by i mean his ir slots are packed he might i'm not sure like the health of dj moore i know john brown could be back this game so it could be one of these deals where he knows he has to clear some bench space and because he's got ir guys come back
1: well let's go ahead and uh i guess talk about that matchup too um Ryan uh, like there there are some parts of his lineup that make me feel you know maybe a little bit better like I can kind of paint a picture where I'll win if I can find a, a second running back to start yeah because um, James Connor you know played last week and was absolutely fucking terrible um, and then a lot of his other guys you know you mentioned Chad Hansen uh, Gabriel Davis um, and that you know these are guys you wouldn't expect to be on a playoff roster in the first place and then uh, Chris Godwin you know who's been kind of up and down, um, I think Tunyon is actually working out for him at this point. Th- these are the things that make me feel comfortable. Uh, the things that don't are his IDP, who is mm-hmm. one of the best in the league, and then fucking Devonte Adams and Dalvin Cook.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So not you know not feeling great out those words. And we saw we saw classic Lamar Jackson last week. Um. So this year you know we've been talking a lot about how Kyler you know he's the new uh, darling running around doing whatever he wants. Uh, he's kind of tapered off a lot the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know make, maybe it looks like uh, Lamar's coming alive at the right time. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah you're yeah. you're you're our partial observer in this matchup. What, what are you seeing here? So, I mean, definitely, like I, I've said it
0: for the last few weeks, like you know, Ryan team, Ryan's team scares me. You mentioned Cook, you mentioned Adams, and then you know Lamar wakes up like he did last week. You know, has a good poop, and then comes out, and drops thirty four burger. It's it's a lot. I, I can see where you're at. ESPN actually has you guys, and and Ryan has his lineup set, you know, uh, accurately right now, at least at the time of the recording. Um, so I mean, you guys are matched up close to ESPN. Um, it really, I mean, when we're talking about these big names for you, you're kind of rooting for you know some of these filling guys to really just like hold their own or maybe put up big games. Obviously, you have a few studs left. You mentioned Kyler that you're looking for big games from. Uh, On the flip side, what you're hoping for for Ryan is just kind of like subdued normal stud performances for like Devontae Adams. You know, if like Dalvin Cook and Devontae Adams coming out of this matchup collectively scoring 30 points or lower that I mean, that's I would say that's a goal for you to like that would be great for you. Right?
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. I'm essentially looking for the floor games out of his studs, which is still going to be good. And then I'm hoping that my fringy dudes kind of outscore yeah. his fringy dudes. Um, so we'll see. You know, matchups are going to play a big part of it. I wish I had, you know, I wish. I wish I could have capitalized on the buy a little bit better, you know, like, you know, made some roster changes and grabbed some like, you know, great week 15 dudes and, you know, lined up all his matches. Uh, there's just not the depth on the waiver wire, you know, to like make moves like that. So I kind of just had to sit on my team and hope for the best. So my matchups this week aren't super great. Um, there, there are some good ones. Um, Dobbins is kind of the guy um, I'm, I'm, kind of rallying behind right now. He's had a huge snap percentage um, uh, out of all the running backs the last couple of weeks. I don't know that's meant like a a lot of production, but I'm hoping this week it comes through. And then, you know, the wide receivers, I, for anybody who like looked at my team, I benched them all last week. So I wouldn't be embarrassed by how little they scored. And, uh, you know, I didn't do an exact count, but it looks like they probably scored like a hundred points total. Hmm. Um, I'm hoping that means that they saved all their points for this week. So, you know, most of my wide receivers had like pretty down games, uh, last week. So cutie, he blew up on, um, the Colts a couple weeks ago. I'm hoping that happens again. Justin Jefferson's going against the bears, which isn't a great matchup, but he's also a stud. So, you know, hopefully that can happen. And then Michael Thomas has been kind of like my floor wide receiver and that's probably fine. Um, but that'd be great. You know, if he, if he blows up instead, finally has like a a nice big game or can, get some separation, score a touchdown. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with my team.
0: Yeah. Like Michael Thomas, it would be nice to actually hear, you know, his name said in the way that it was said last year. Um, And I haven't heard that, you know, this season and looking at it. Yeah. I didn't realize he hasn't, hasn't scored a touchdown yet um, being back, but do you have the matchup with Dobbins? Uh, You know, hopefully he's the guy like, I I don't know why, if you're not the Ravens, you want to lean on your, Young running backs, worst case scenario, if he's like not up for the task or gets hurt, you got those other two vets that you can line up, lean up on for the playoffs. Otherwise you push this guy like right now and dude, what if Dobbins like blows up and you just run through the playoffs. So um, I, I see a lot there. Here's a, po- uh, you know, going back to IDP, a question I want to pose to you. Cause I, I don't think that you would say maybe this year that you've had um, a super strong IDP you're you're currently running with a roster of linebackers in a game like this where you might need to score more points than normal. I mean, are you tempted to like swap out the floor of a linebacker for the ceiling of maybe a safety, a defensive back?
1: Yeah, I'm still not dead set on the guys that I'm starting right now. They've all like these. If we were just in a regular season game, like I would definitely keep rolling these dudes out. Because mm-hmm. like each of them has had just like a really really solid floor. A couple of them have shown like pretty high ceilings, um, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to like think of some home run type moves. IDP is one of those spots. Um, looking at you know wide receivers, um, you know kickoff type stuff, uh, you know kickoff punt return yards, that kind of stuff. You know, but you know at the same time you only want to start so many of those guys. And so, yeah, I may be starting a guy who I feels like more of a, a high risk, high reward um, at IDP. I might be starting that somewhere else. Um, I don't know. Definitely yeah. something I've been thinking about.
0: I've had kind of like similar decisions in the last few weeks, and I, I thought a couple times I thought I was choosing the floor over the you know the the ceiling. Um, and what I've come to realize is sometimes like there's floor in players that you don't realize, and Tyler Boyd is coming up for me. Like I've benched him last couple of weeks, and he hasn't really done much. But compared to like Debo Samuel, I mean, he had a great game with five points, you know, like yeah, last week. And so you know, I, I I I know for me, I'm reevaluating what floor actually means because like right now, I don't think I can survive against Eric like putting up a zero or a point, you know, point nine like Debo did, you know. Whereas if I get a five, if I get one five, like maybe that's all right. And that's only a few points and maybe I'm being ridiculous about it, but that it's the playoffs. And to me, that seems like, you know, are we you're always at at risk of that kind of margin. If um, you know, when it comes down to it.
1: Yeah. So I'll have to, uh, I'm going to keep looking at IDP. I'm going to try to find some guys who I think will score like multiple safeties in one game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you can have the victory,
0: Just nail the, just nail the easy, obvious defensive player. Does two safeties gets twenty points, and you know
1: that's all he does. Yeah, yeah easy. So, and then I totally forgot that I had my, um, I had my Rojo rant before the podcast even started. So, oh, yeah. anyone listening who somehow doesn't know this, uh, Ronald Jones has been kind of low key great this year, and uh, he was like my one shining star that was giving me hope throughout the playoffs. And then he broke his goddamn finger uh, in the fourth quarter last game uh i was hoping that he might be able to play because uh you know godwin only missed a week he's a running back he doesn't catch balls he just needs to grab it and run thought maybe he might be able to play this week get a notification saying that he's confirmed out and i'm like no dude they said they were gonna wait i pull it open and he has goddamn covid or Mm it was with somebody who's uh, had covid so he's 100 percent not playing this weekend uh which is like a you know rojo would probably be like an rb3 on somebody else's team but it's a pretty big blow to my uh my morale i mean yeah you're looking at that
0: for you you're kind of expecting from roger like can he get to that 12 marker like that's kind of what you're looking for yeah rojo
1: and dobbins wouldn't be very exciting for a lot of teams but that was like something i could count on and now i'm literally it. just gonna have to completely punt the RB two position yeah um and you know just start whoever i think might be able to get some points
0: I think everyone has those spots like somewhere in their flex or, you know, wherever it's just like, you know, you're putting somebody in and, and dude, they get 10, they get 12. You're, that's kind of what you're hoping for. Like blow up or whatever. Hey, you end up with nine. I'll, you know, whatever that sucks. I'll take it. Um, you usually don't want that, the running back spot, but um, yeah, I mean, that's where you're at. I, I, I just don't think that you should be totally out of hope. Cause I mean, even ESPN just says it's 3% advantage right now for, for butthole surfers
1: and we know how accurate they are. I mean that's going to that's going to tank. I have some guys with projections right now who are like way too high. I'm I'm laughing so hard though. So, you know, people log in, you kind of look at the ESPN projections. If I see a guy that's projected to score like 12 points, I get like super excited cuz my guys always are projected between like 9 and 11. And I look over and Dalvin Cook's just penciled in for 21 goddamn points. Yeah. Devontae Adams, 19. How nice to be able to look at your team and see them projected for 20 fucking points. But
0: on the flip side, dude, it puts such a, like, I hate when I see super, like, I hate if I have a running back that has a 20 point projection because I'm like, you don't, you don't fucking know that. <laughs> like, don't give my <laughs> fucking hopes up, you know? Cause uh, like this, I think the said running backs, you're kind of looking for that like 14 point floor or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's like, don't get 22 points in my head. Jonathan Taylor, I don't know you.
1: <laughs> he could, um,
0: I could. I'm getting to know him, and it's great. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on to uh, Eric and I's matchup about uh, you and Ryan? Any messages maybe for uh, for Ryan?
1: Uh, Ryan, man, I. it doesn't look like you've changed your lineup since Sunday, which is really weird for you, um, but just leave it exactly like it is right now. Don't touch your lineup. Don't look at those tasty players that you have on your bench. I'm trying to look at the timing right now. Dude, I'm about to be that guy with no 10. Oh, no, that's the Saturday games. I was like, dude, I have no players in the opening slate. (laughs) Dude, Ryan has a bunch of Saturday players. Uh, So that'll be interesting. Ryan's going to kick off Saturday with uh, three, maybe. I don't know. Four. DJ Moore going to play? Oh, yeah. Potentially five, actually, yeah. Yeah, so he's going to kick off Saturday. Wow, that should be interesting. That'll be even more depressing. So there's a chance that I will never have a lead in this game at all. And that's what my projections show, is that Ryan will take like a 40 to 50 point lead on Saturday, and then I will never, ever see that total. Yeah. Um, after that, he has a huge Sunday morning slate, and then that's maybe it. Um, and then I'm I'm probably going to end up playing T Higgins, so I'll have a Monday night player. So... I mean to be that guy who's like down by like I hope it's something like reasonable, but not really. You know, like forty points. And I'll be like, "T Higgins can score forty points tonight." That'll be hey, fun.
0: Yeah, you should aim for twenty, dude. If you can get within twenty. Sorry, I'm eating spaghetti right now. He caught me in the middle
1: of a bite, and I'm not. I'm was, I was that. already talking for a really long time. Did you think I was going to continue to talk for a really long time? You know,
0: sometimes like. You're just like, Oh, does this thought, is this going to go on for at least 15 seconds? That's all I need to take this monster bite of spaghetti. And then you get it in your mouth and it's like, Nope, he's wrapping up right now.
1: Yeah, um, well done.
0: yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, I still think you have a chance. Like I'm, I'm definitely rooting for you. I don't want to face Ryan in the finals. Sorry, Ryan. I don't know if you need to hear this. I'm pretty sure the rest of the league is like this too. Cause Ryan, if he wins this year, not only does it go back to back for the first time since Juan did it, our only time, but this will make three championships for the surfers. And I'm just like, I'm not down to accept any three championships that aren't mine. So no, shut it down.
1: I mean, I remember when you said that about two championships. Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't
0: shut Juan down, but maybe you could shut (laughs) Ryan down.
1: Um, I, there's some trivia that we probably would have brought up last week if we had a podcast, but, um, you know, for anybody who doesn't know out of the six teams that made it to playoffs, uh, five of us had already won the Bow Uh, mm-hmm. Jim was, uh, kind of our lone guy hoping to make it that obviously didn't happen. Um, now we're in an interesting situation because, uh, all of us now have been to the bowl, bowl already. Uh, two of you guys have won it twice. Um, and then another interesting thing, th- thing that could happen if I somehow win against Ryan this week, no matter what happens with you and Eric, it'll be a bobble rematch yeah. um, against you or Eric. Eric can try to get revenge uh, on me from when I beat him and uh, won my bobble, or you can beat me for the third fucking time in a row. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you can get revenge finally on me. Yeah, That's true. Finally, finally break that streak. Do we lose you? Are you still there? Justin can you hear me. Justin.
1: Bonos, a murder mystery. Bazinga.
0: Yeah, lots of scenarios, lots of uh, different storylines. I think it's it's quite exciting. It's quite exciting.
1: Uh, yeah. Speaking of exciting, let's go look at a matchup that looks like it'll probably be pretty interesting. Um, ESPN. has you guys matched almost identically right now? I don't know if your lineups are going to change. Um, my system has you dead, even 50, 50. And I'm, you know, I'm looking, I have like a little radar chart too, to kind of point out, you know, each team's like strengths and flaws and stuff like that. And you guys actually aren't even that different there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, could probably give you the edge at quarterback. Um, uh, but yeah, the rest of the rest of that seems to square up.
0: Yeah, I th- I think uh, both Eric and I are, are in the same ser- sort of scenario where um I, I we have the same kind of roster consistency, like our quality, like we have a good bench, you know, so our quality kind of extends there. But we're both faced with the same scenario, which is we have a lot of choices to make in those like flex positions. You know, right
1: now, time of recording. Oh, I just don't know year. which of my many starters I want to put in my lineup this week.
0: No, man. There's like there's always <laughs> a one or two. I mean, like I, I we I was talking about Tyler Boyd, dude. I'm not sure if I could trust. Him. I to be totally honest, I almost bench Kareem Hunt. I didn't know if I could trust Cream Hunt, but I thought maybe you know against the Ravens, I should probably be asking if I bench Chubb.
1: It was uh, really funny. Like the stories Ashley and I were playing out in our head, like, Oh yeah, it's Baltimore, you know, like maybe one of them will score 15. The other score 10 to be fine. And now it's like hilarious looking back on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, but the, uh, Nick Chubb is awesome. I love that guy. I know you love him too. You had him for a bit. Like he's just awesome. He's I love
1: a lot of players on the Browns, but
0: <laughs> you don't love, the I Browns. hate
1: that goddamn team and that goddamn yeah. city. Well,
0: I mean, speaking of the Browns and speaking of like the kind of depth stuff I was talking about, I mean, like right now, Eric, um, you know, he has a lot of options and he, he's got, he's got, these are the names on his bench right now Russell Wilson, Jarvis Landry, uh, uh, Juju Smith, schuster So, I mean, it, like guys that are in a lot of starting lineups, but, you know, does he start Russ over Tom Brady in a shootout matchup against the Falcons? Do you trust? Uh, you know, Juju Smith, or Jar- Jarvis Landry, or do you right now he has T.Y. Hilton slotted in? Do you buy the, the comeback? Um, so he's, I think we're alike in that regard that it's going to come down to we have a couple lineup decisions and we need to pick the right person. And whoever does, is going to win
1: this matchup. Yeah. Would you really start anyone over Russell Wilson? Well, I guess not anyone, but would you start Tom Brady? That seems, I'm surprised by that.
0: I don't know if I could start Tom Brady like physically. I don't know if I actually can do that thing. Um, in a in a vacuum fantasy universe, I could see that because I, I, Washington's a good defense man. Like they're no for sure, pretty legit. Uh, um, it also kind of divests him a little bit, you know, because people still expect the Seahawks to win, right? Uh, so you know, he's currently got Chris Carson in there. I know that you have Carlos Hyde. This is an option that you're weighing. But uh, yeah, Seahawks get up ahead and they just run it with those two guys. So, you know, he gets those points from Carson, but doesn't have to rely on Wilson to need to throw four touchdowns. I could see that.
1: Yeah, Eric's got a lot of decisions. He's got some bad matchups. And then, you know, he's got this like line of players in his lineup right now that are all questionable. I don't know how much these guys are like actually are questionable. I think uh, Mostert and Ridley are probably the most actually questionable um but yeah i mean you're right the the matchup thing does look pretty tough for a lot of these guys he's going to get some like really tough um uh defenses and then yeah surprised you know like we were talking earlier every team has some like random waiver where our guys are plugging in right now uh hilton you know kind of blew up the last couple weeks so it looks like he's uh, hoping that's going to continue and then um you know he's even got cole command there uh, Eric wasn't one of the teams that was, like, super struggling at tight end, but, you know, Hayden Hurst is definitely, like, underperformed, and, you know, it's playoffs time, so not really time to, like, wait out a lot of these situations. So, yeah, kind of a uh, interesting decisions there. Um, yeah. But, you know, he does have that, uh, I don't want to call it a big IDP edge, but his guys have uh, yeah. probably, you know, done it more consistently than your team. Um, definitely. That's, that's something that will probably keep him involved. Um, but I don't know man so Eric I I think he mostly set his lineup last week and he scored about 150 points Um, but your team I mean given based on what we've seen last week I don't know just it seems the the ceiling seems much higher even though you know Eric at the beginning of the season we saw like multiple 190 point weeks
0: yeah yeah I mean I I, we're a little too beat up for those like early season kind of crazy points Um, but yeah I know Derek sorry Eric definitely has a um, I mean, you say 90. that, but
1: if Debo hadn't gotten hurt, you could have easily scored 190.
0: It's true. Or if Johnny Smith would, I, no. well, I'm not going to blame him. I'm going to blame the Titans' coaching because I don't know how you have uh, just a stellar athlete in Johnny Smith. And you
1: I tried warning him. you a month ago, man. Once AJ Brown came back, Johnny Smith was he was out the door.
0: That's ridiculous. I don't get it either way. But uh, you mentioned Eric's IDP, and that's definitely something. I think he has an edge over me. I'm I'm, I'm scared. Uh, I it's it's funny because I can't remember. I know, like all the studs. Like if you name, you know, a stud, I, I know what team they're on in our league. But like when you do that with IDP, um, I, I'm like, there. I know Jalen Smith uh, last week got like a fumble return for a touchdown, and I was like,
1: does Ashley have Jalen Smith? Like, I, can't I, couldn't,
0: I couldn't remember if I should be freaking out or not. I was like, I'm pretty sure Eric does. I can't remember, and I saw like Tampa Bay, like. You know, blowing up, and I'm like, "How? She's invested in Tampa Bay, right? Or is because Shack's now on Carolina? Like, I
1: can't keep the defensive players straight anymore. Uh, Every time you're thinking of a badass uh, linebacker, they're actually on Eric's team. Uh-huh. Whoever gets a high score that week, they immediately get transferred to TGIF. Yeah, for
0: sure. But I think this is even a match game with Eric, and I think it's going to come down to yeah, those like two spots that, or those two question mark spots, flex spots that we have to fill um you know for him may, maybe that's a quarterback decision but um should be close man should be
1: close so it looks like you have a keenan allen going on thursday a little yeah. test in the waters there set the time yeah. for the week and then you got your, the buffalo game going on saturday, saturday exposure yeah. yeah yeah and then oh mother of god eric has like almost his entire team playing at 10 a.m i don't think i've seen a 10 a.m slate like that before he's all but one player uh this is, wow sorry, this, is a, this is a different lineup no this all it's everyone perfect maybe wow. that's how eric's deciding his uh his matchups he's like i don't want any drama i don't want Just anything put, do 10 a.m yeah i want my whole team
0: playing at 10 a.m and that's it holy crap i don't know how i feel about that yeah it's uh I respect I mean, that a lot yeah <laughs> i respect <laughs> it a lot too you, you could put a damper on my weekend pretty early there so we'll see um. Yeah, but I, th- I think that wraps up for the matchup. I think we said all that needs to be said. Do we need to? I guess we should just real quickly, um, go over the the toilet bowl. We, sh- we don't need to spend too much time on it because well, like, I
1: want to point out one more thing about you and Eric's matchup. Okay. We talked yeah, about yeah, the yeah. a.m. slate. No, I just I want to say this that you're gonna be you're gonna have the chance to close it out with Chubb and Hunt again. Uh, yes, and the it, lab it, that's going to be the last players in that matchup. So Eric's going to get to have the same uh, fun um, thing Ashley did. You know, just watching two dudes score twenty points on a night game.
0: Well, don't forget Tyler Boyd on Monday, really closing it out. You know, he's he's. I'm relying on him, but um, I I will say, I mean, I think we've all experienced this. Like, you know, the players that you close out on the end of the week with, who you really rely on. There's a big difference between relying on like an IDP. Uh, for your last dude or, you know, your two stud running backs or whatever. So uh, it's definitely, it hasn't always worked out this way for me. I don't know how your season's been with like the late night games, the Sunday night games and Monday and stuff, but I love it, dude. I'm finally getting some love, like seeing, you know, uh,
1: my studs play late and seeing if they can get that win for me. I love it. All right. Well, like you said, let's jump on over. Look at some toilet bowl stuff. Um, um, a little bit of uh, some upsets last week. Boomers yeah. beat the narwhals and the the bunnies with that late win over the who had kind of been on fire. Uh, so boomers and bunnies are now safe. They're done pretty much. They're going to play each other this week for seventh and eighth place. Um, you know, not that I don't think anybody cares about that. Um, and then Mega Shark and Adams, they were on bye. So now we're going to have Mega Shark playing the narwhals and the Adams playing the Neblonians. Um might be some interesting matchups. I haven't seen Martin set a lineup in a while, so I don't know what he's expecting there. That could be a, a easier, an easy game. Maybe he really wants that, uh, that toilet bowl seat so he can beat somebody there. Um, and then Narwhals and Megashark might be kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, Martin, Martin seems to be like tanking. He's tanking pretty hard. I mean, Will Fuller still doesn't come back from suspension. He's,
1: he believes, he, so?
0: he believes in him. A lot. And he believes in Greg Ward. And I mean, I think we all did that last year a little bit, but um, yeah. So I guess uh, this might be a gift, you know, to Lucinda, maybe Martin. Uh, yeah, knows man, Lucinda.
1: How, long, how long has Ken, Kenyon Drake been back? I just saw that he's still in his IR spot. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a, little, it's been a minute. It's been over a while.
0: Uh, yeah. Maybe this is uh, whether intentional or not to give to Lucinda. Like, Hey, you know, cause Lucinda does not deserve the toilet bowl. Absolutely. So um, hopefully, you know, maybe this is just, it just, he's helping usher what should happen, which is him going to the toilet bowl. And really what we should be talking about is it going to be Matt is it going to be Jana, um, Matt there. I think there are two storylines here. One, Matt just got done being in the Bo bowl, um, and now he's potentially in the toilet bowl. Uh, Jana, you know, season two for her promising start, I think both seasons. And then, you know, but, Early on in your career, finding yourself in the toilet bowl sucks, right?
1: Yeah, it happens. It happens quick, you know? You think like, oh, I'm going to make the playoffs, and then you don't, and then you blink, and you're like, whoa, my team is like really fucking up, and now I'm in the toilet bowl, so yeah. um, I would try, I'd be trying to win, you know? We, we may have never figured out that, uh, you know, the, the punishments for the toilet bowl like we, we like to do. Um, but there's definitely a lot of stigma associated with it. Um, yeah. Some of us, you know, have never lost in the toilet bowl and we're we're pretty proud of that. So I've never
0: even been to a toilet bowl, so I'm super proud
1: of that. Yeah, yeah. see, so, you know, you don't want to do that. Um, yeah. Do we have the, the toilet bowl stats anywhere on the site? I, I can't remember. No. And we really, I, I mean, know. I,
0: well, do we, I, do we?
1: I don't think we have them on there anymore. Okay.
0: We should get on that. I feel like we need to do some toilet bowl maintenance because we got to like repair the trophy and get the shot glass back and get some names engraved on there. Um, I I feel like we really neglected that. Who even has a toilet bowl trophy?
1: It's confidential. I'll tell you after the podcast.
0: All right. Great. Perfect. Uh, But, you know, maybe this is the year where we give a little love to to the toilet bowl, the, you know, the place that no one wants to go to, you know, freshen that up a bit. Uh, but yeah, personally, I'm seeing. Uh, I, I think Jana's going to come back. She's going to be Matt. You know, Matt's in a little bit of a rougher state. Um, you know, than narwhals. So I, I kind of see that storyline playing out. The mega shark from you know from the championship all the way down to the bottom. They're doing a 49ers this year.
1: It's uh yeah, I agree with everything you said about that matchup. I'm still hung up on Martin's team because I'm looking at it right now and I'm like, dude, this is like a pretty decent team said his line. yeah yeah a lot of people right now would be happy to have curtis samuel deandre hopkins aaron jones kenny drake tim patrick tim patrick and brandon Ayuk. yeah yeah oh brandon
0: Ayoub for sure brandon Ayuk since yeah. that dude <laughs>
1: that dude came back do this on and off
0: uh yeah i guess man dude i have not appreciated how many points
1: he has scored he's that guy's a stud. That's a stud. dropped week one by giant octopus. Yeah, no, Martin so yeah. will be
0: able to keep him next year because of you for ten dollars. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, nice. Adam set up for for success. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens in the the toilet bowl. Uh, again, the two losers of the toilet bowl bracket will go to the actual toilet bowl, and then we'll see who will get their name chiseled on a trophy maybe one day. Uh, definitely going to take a shot out of something not cool once we all get back together. Right. That's at least like the bare minimum.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's looking good for a draft next year. You know, we got the, the vaccine rolling out now, the first wave, they're saying they should have the second wave out by the, the summer. So, you know, late summer, it's when we like to do the draft. Yeah, It could happen. Fingers
0: crossed, man. I need it. I'm sure you guys feel the same way. I haven't, the last time I was in, you know, water, like a pool was, our last draft so
1: it's too long um yeah we found some uh place in san diego where you can rent a hot tub boat a so, hot tub boat just start dreaming about that We're, we'll rent a place that has a hot tub and then we'll also rent a hot tub boat i'm kind of like picturing just like literally a hot tub with an outboard motor on it and it's you, pretty accurate
0: okay okay but i mean we'll like uh
1: So many questions.
0: Um, But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? For the uh, week two playoff wrap up. Do you have anything else you want to uh, bring up?
1: Uh, That's it. We're going to start putting together. um, I'm going to bug Austin right when we are done with this to start putting together a list of uh, potential rule changes for next season. So we don't forget by the time next season rolls around. Yeah. Um, I know some of the IDP scoring we've been talking a little bit about. That makes sense to me. And then, um, yeah, we'll see what else we want to change. I am booting up Habitica right now. I'm going to
0: make a to-do that says rule changes, Bo knows. Bo
1: knows, rule changes. It's going to happen because Austin wants to level up. It's done. It's in Habitica. Him in his giant fox mount. Giant fox mount. No one knows what we're talking about. Fantastic. And, And then you copied me with a fox skeleton, which is not cool.
0: I pick the skeleton. It does not matter. Uh, Justin commissioner. Do you have
1: uh, any words for the league or uh, specifically for your opponent, Ryan? Um, everyone should, uh, you know, wish for me to win. Cause I have no, I guess Eric has the longest drought. I have the second longest drought out of all these teams. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get on in there and win. Yeah.
0: yeah it's
1: it's just, it, I'm the scrappy underdog, you know, I think so. Yeah, I
0: think I can't, people can I can't get,
1: pitch any of this stuff. So people could get down with like rooting against Ryan. I, I he's I, we can me, all the, come together and root against Ryan and Austin, who have I, been I can see me yeah. two pretty recently. So yeah. fuck both those teams.
0: Yeah, and to Eric, I'll say good luck, brother uh it's well deserved on on I think both our parts we had a great season and uh I think we're so evenly matched up I'm not even like afraid of this matchup I'm not afraid of losing I just want to I just want like I really just want 170 points on both sides like let's like fucking punch it out and then see who who punches out a little bit better so I'm excited I'm kind of excited
1: I'm excited too I'm excited for you
0: we're all excited except for the people who aren't excited. Uh, oh, before we sign off, uh, just, you know, cause we never get to do any of this kind of stuff. I'll go ahead and play this little sound, but we got some breaking news, Justin. Oh God. This is breaking news that happened three hours ago. Lamar Miller signed by Washington football team. Uh, Definitely ho- a favorite of uh, both Justin and I, uh, Yamar Miller, what do you think? Are you uh, racing to the waiver to pick up
1: Lamar Miller? I think I already picked him up this season. Awesome. I'm trying yeah. to look him up right now because, yeah, I think I picked him up at some point in the season and then dropped him like two days later. No, I did not. Yeah. I well, there you go. That, potential. 1.6 points back in week 10. Yeah. I could do for 1.6 points. Yeah. Well, I mean, potential
0: uh, good news for you. I mean, that might mean that Antonio Gibson's not uh, as healthy, you
1: know. We can get behind all star, also former giant octopus Peyton Barber. Yep. Yep. Against my who was the the Peyton on Chris's team that one year? Oh, Peyton Hillis. The Hillis. Yeah. He was. He was. That was like a playoff darling, right? He was like the last four four weeks of the season, and then everyone was all high about drafting him the next season. He sucked ass. He sucked. He had the Madden curse and everything. Man. There's so many.
0: I was going back. I was looking at uh, Stefan Diggs' videos from like not even that long ago, like three years ago, and just hearing all these names like, oh, Stefan Diggs, he's really taking a big role in the Vikings. You know, They signed Michael Floyd from the Cardinals as their big off-scenes. And I was like, that was four years ago. That was five years ago. Or they were talking about opening the stadium out there, and I was just like, dude, fantasy football makes me feel like time goes by so quick because I still think of like – I don't know, like Ladainian Thomason is playing like a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, that's wild. Yeah,
0: whatever. Uh, I think that's it. We've gone on long enough. We've talked about all the things. And uh, Ryan and Eric, you know, thanks for sticking with us through this long podcast. We really
1: appreciate it. And all the people not in our league that are still listening, right? The national audience, we can't forget about you.
0: Thank you for your support. Send us money. Um, and yeah, for the commission, this is Austin signing off. Good luck for. Everyone except for pretty much bread. Ashley Jim and, and Andrew who are literally playing for nothing. Uh good luck for everyone else and uh, we'll see you next week and we'll have a championship edition right buddy. Oh yeah. Definitely let's do it. All right, so long. All right. Bye. I can't wait to see the Jaja collectively windy Sajja notorious with the rap one hell of a picture. And I know ain't got no hourglass figure but I can get smaller while my pockets getting bigger. They worry
1: about me and now out with they, nigga. They break their own heart. Now they wind it up bitter. And now they stop projecting all their clouds on me. I guess it's fine to let them take it out on me. Y'all do what you do, yeah. Cause I guess I write these, about I write these songs
0: about you. about And I'm having the time of my life. You gotta pay me to care. Yeah, yeah, no.